Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. to colors, so I'm away. I'm being patient. I'm just using what I got. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Miracles happen when you move. In this room, miracles happen when you move. Hey, go on and invite him in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Miracles happen My God, in this room, we invite you into this room. We invite you in this room. My God, 
Fill us up till we overflow. Put the weight and pressure of your glory on our lives. My God, manifest on this devotional like never before. We thank you, Father God, for your healing power. My God, for the balm of Gilead. Lord God, we thank you for your restorative power. My God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 For there is a bomb of Gilead. There is a bomb of Gilead. My God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. There are three instances where the balm of Gilead is mentioned in scripture. There are three instances, there are three counters where the balm of Gilead is mentioned in scripture. And um, the balm of Gilead has such a, a deep, a symbolic meaning. And what God was showing Israel was that they had turned to a temporary solution. Hold on. I don't know whether to drink the coffee. I don't know whether to put the cup up. I don't want to spill it. I don't want to waste it. I hear you, Lord God. He, he, they had turned to a temporary solution, but what they needed was a deeper healing. Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm not going to teach. You teach. I'm not going to teach. You teach. So when we sing or when we say there's a bomb in Gilead, right? When we say this, what they needed was the great physician. What they needed was the real doctor. What they what they needed was the only one that really could heal. What they needed was Jesus. Like, so when they were needing something deeper, they were needing something to cleanse them. They were needing to see this morning. Now, since we've learned about the eye salve, I've been buying the eye salve every morning. I've been buying the eye salve. Like I'm buying the eyes I'm buying the eyes No, they needed something deeper, baby. They needed something. They they needed to go lower. They needed something deeper. They needed something that was about to shift the shift the room. They needed something that was gonna shift the circumstance. They needed something that was going to change the situation. What no temporary solution gonna fix this? What no quick fix? This was no quick fix. Can I just use a medical term? Can I just use a medical term? They needed something deeper. They needed something deeper. I, I needed something deeper. <laughs> I I see. I I can't pretend to you like the this, that this that this my life just all you see. Nah, I can't pretend. I had to have something. I personally, I personally, I personally have to tell you I needed something deeper. I needed something deeper. I needed something that was going to carve all the junk out of Lakeisha. It, it was so built up. Can I tell you this? It was so built up in layers. It was so built up in mess. My God, I needed something. It wasn't a surface worship. It wasn't a surface moment. It wasn't, you, you know, when you go get a facial, you, when you go get a facial, for those of you who have never had a facial, go get a facial. When you go get a facial, they get beyond the pores. They get beyond what you do on and on. They needed, I needed something deeper. I still need need something deeper because we grow from glory to glory. I still, I still 
need something deeper. I still need it. So they needed something. They needed to experience the ultimate healing. They needed to experience the Genesis 37 and 25 describes a caravan carrying balm on their way to Egypt. And as they sat down to eat their meal, they saw the caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. And they had balm. They had balm with them. They had healing balm with them. Um, Jeremiah and 8, Babylon talks about the balm of Gilead, right? Jeremiah 8, 21 and 22, it says, since my people are crushed, I am crushed, I mourn, and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no healing in Gilead? Is there no physician there when there is no, why is then is there no healing for the wound of my people, right? Jeremiah 46 and 11, God tells the Israelites to get a balm in Gilead. My God, because they've wounded themselves and they are in need of prayer. They are in need of much more and we are in need of much more. The deep call it the deep, the deep, the deep waters, the deep reservoir, the deepness. Come on, Holy Spirit, teach this thing. The deepness of your pain. Can I tell you something? The deep call it the deep. The, when your pain has been so deep, that's why I tell people all the time. <laughs> That when your pain has been so deep, when your pain has been so deep, when your pain has dug into you in such a position and a place, you, you need something deeper. You need a different kind of encounter. You need to be laid on the altar. You might have to have something. You need something like it, this healing that you need, this thing that you need to manifest, this thing that you need to happen inside of you. It calls for something deeper. Like it calls for something greater. It calls for a different manifestation. It calls for a different encounter. Like when you've been wounded, when you've been bruised, when you've been attacked, when you've been cursed, when you've been spat on, it calls for some, this ain't no surface, baby. This ain't no surface. This ain't no surface healing that you need. I hear the Lord saying that this ain't no surface healing that you need. This ain't no wake up, quote a few scriptures and be all good. The wounds have been too hard. The pain and the pressure has been too great. You need something deeper, baby. You need something that's going to pull something out, out of you. You need something that's going to refresh and restore you. You need something that's going to manifest a miracle. You need something that's going to change your situation. You need something that's going to renew your mind. The deep, call it the deep, the deep Psalms 42 and seven. It says deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and waves have rolled over me. You need to be rolled over. Father God, we thank you for the bomb. We thank you for your healing bomb. We thank you for saturating us in your presence, Lord God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we desire more of you. Holy Spirit, have your way here. Have your way here. Have your way here. My God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. 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 Thank you. You just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. I feel that in my spirit. You need, you need to lay yourself prostrate before God. You need to let him work in you. You need to let him, you need to let him wash over you. You need to spend some significant time in his presence. You don't need a moment. You need a life change. You don't need, you need a moment. And so when we talk about the balm of Gilead, we're talking about something deeper. We're talking about 
about a different resolve. We're talking about a healing balm that will restore you. We're talking about something that will change you. We're talking about something that will break and burn up the chaff. My God, we thank you. My God, we praise you. My God, we bless you. My God, we glorify you. My God, I thank you, Father God. Our eyes are open to see our ears. Can I tell you something? I hear you, Holy Spirit. This is why rest is so important. This is why rest is so important. And as we are learning God as the good, come on, Holy Spirit, you're going to teach this thing. You're going to have your way. This is why your rest is so important. This is why God um, places things. This is why the Sabbath was necessary so you can restore. This is why your rest is, is so important so you can restore. And, and things come in our life to prevent us from resting. And I'm not just talking about a physical rest. I'm talking about you need a rest. You need a soul rest. Your soul has been searching for things. Your soul has been searching and longing, but really it's your spirit trying to lead you to these deep waters. Really, it's your spirit. Really, it's your spirit trying to lead you to these deep waters because they because your spirit knows there's only one thing that's gonna heal you. There's only one, there's on it's it's not in the surface, it's in the deep waters, it's in the reservoirs of God, it's in the healing, it's in the waiting, it's in the relaxing, it's in the renewing, it's in the restoring. That's the place that God longs to have you. That's the place that God is trying to position you. But as sheep, we become so resistant. As sheep, we become so resistant. We almost treat rest like it's a sin. We always, when God is trying to pull us away and I don't want you on all these committees. I don't want you involved in all these things. I don't want that. I don't want that. What I want you to do is spend more time. What I want you to do is enter into my rest. What I want you to do is stop spinning the wheels. What I want you to do is lay down in the green pastures. What I want you to do is is lay beside the still waters. I'm trying to get you to take your rest so I can restore you. I'm trying to get you to take your rest so that I can heal you. I'm trying to get you to, I'm trying to get you to come out of certain conversations. I'm trying to get you to come out of certain places. You don't need to be that busy. I don't want you all over the place. I don't want you connected to all these different people. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to constrain you because you don't have enough sense to constrain yourself. See, when God makes you lay down, when he makes you lay down, when he makes you lay down, when he says, I got to make, he's a constraint. That's a constraint. He's trying to compel you to lay down. He's trying to shape you. He's trying, we're too busy these days. Our mind are too busy these days. We, we being pulled into this and we be, I hear you, Holy Spirit. And we're being pulled into that. And the good shepherd is saying, no, I need, I need you to lie. Cause can I tell you something? You can't do what you want to see get done. No way. You, you cannot do, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. And can I tell you something? When you have been hurt and when you have been damaged and I have plenty of medical people around me, baby, you really need wound care. Julia, am I not right? When your wound is so, so been so big, come on, Holy Spirit, let the Lord, when your wound has been so big, when you, your wound has been so big, when you are wounded, when you are hurt, when you have went through a divorce, when you have gone through a separation, when you have gone through a major medical issue, you had something major knock you off your feet, uh, slap you upside your head. When you have gone, when you, you need some rest, baby, you need some rest. And so when you get a wound, when you got a, when you got a, 
When you got a wound that's so deep, when you got a wound that's so deep, you have to pack that wound. Come on, y'all. You have to pack that wound. You got to pack that wound. That ain't, this ain't no surface healing you need. This ain't no surface healing you need. You got a wound. You, you got a wound. That wound deep. That wound got a hole in you. That pain is deep inside of you. You cannot just put a bandaid on it. You can't slather it with no neosporin on it. No, you need to be in the deep waters. You need to be by the still waters. Come on, Holy Spirit. You got to get this wound healed so that your whole system don't become septic. You got to be, see, that, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. You can have a wound. I know this. I know this. You got to pack the wound. When you got a wound that's so deep, you got to pack the wound. The wound got to be packed. Come on, Julia, because you really got to heal from the inside out. You cannot go through all the pain that you have gone through, all the trauma that you have gone through, and just jump up like you all good. Just jump. I'm gone. I'm good. I'm gone. I'm out. Your body has to restore from the end. You can't go through no divorce of that magnitude. And then, yo, yo, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm dating. I'm okay. Baby, you a casualty. You're set in a position for your system to be septic. You're set up in a situation for you to have an infection. You can't, you can't just jump up off the table. You just can't run around after surgery. You got to be tended to. You got to be careful. That wound got to be packed with antibiotics. That wound's got to be cared for. <laughs> that wound's gotta, this wound's got to be cared for. It ain't quick. You got to be patient. And can I tell you something? When the wound is extensive, my God, Holy Spirit, thank you. When the wound is extensive, you have to keep coming back. You have to keep, get new bandages. You got to get fresh packing. My God, in the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to us. It ain't no quick heal. It ain't no quick fix. We be, we be so busy trying to show everybody oh I'm healed oh I'm better oh the devil didn't beat me and your womb is seeping and your womb is leaking and you're in a place where your wound is septic my God in the name of Jesus I decree and declare Father God in the name of Jesus you are healing us from our past you are healing us from past mistakes you are healing us from bad relationships no you need some wound care you need some wound care you are not okay overnight you need some I don't I don't know what that is I don't know what that mess is I don't know where that mess came from I don't know what, what why we feel like we gotta pull stuff to everybody you're not gonna just I don't care how many scriptures you quote if it is not in your heart if it is not revealed in your life it is if it has not manifested it is not proper wound care it's just surface it's just surface. It's just, it's just surface. Oh, I took my scriptures two times, three times a day. If it is not in the deep to your core, it is not healing you. It is not attached to the living water. It is not healing you. When God says to us, he makes me lie down. I hear you, Holy Spirit. He leads me besides the still waters, right? He's bring, He's constraining me so that he can shape me, so that he can create me. He's constraining me. He's saying, I need you to lay down. I need you to rest because what I'm trying to do is restore you. What I'm trying to do is rebuild you. What I'm trying to do is heal you from the inside out, not the outside in, <laughs> not the outside in, not the outside, not the outside in. The outside in is very surface. No, if I just pack your wound on the outside, you're going to, you're going to set yourself up for the potential to be septic. So here's what happened when we do not give proper wound care. When we do not get proper wound care. We do not properly heal. When we do not properly, we do not properly heal then we set ourselves up for an infection, but we 
also, come on now, we also set ourselves in a position and a place where we can infect others, where we can infect others. We also say when we when we still infected with bitterness, we take that bitterness with us. When we still infected with weariness, we take that fit weariness with us. When we still infected with pride, we take that pride with us. When we still infected with worry, we take that worry with us. Whatever we're infected with, we take that with us and we have the ability to spread it to absolutely everyone around us. Now you need to get healed, healthy and whole. You need to get healed, healthy, and whole. You got to become sober. You're not even sober. You're not even sober. I hear you, Lord. You need a certain level of sobriety so that the enemy doesn't come in like a flood and knock you off your feet. It is immature. It is spiritually immature. It is spiritually immature. When we don't allow ourselves to be healed, when we don't allow ourselves to be washed in the blood, when we don't allow ourselves to be properly tended to, baby, you ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. You ain't got a, you ain't got nobody. You can't save nobody when you sick. You can't save nobody when you ain't been healed. You ain't, you can't save nobody when you ain't been restored. As a matter of fact, you the wounded carrying the wounded. So, Father God, we thank you for the bomb. So, I want to give you some things. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. I want to give you some things that prevent us. I want to give you this. I started the other day. I want to give you the things that prevent us from being healed, the, the things that prevent us from being rested. And I want to give this into you in parallel with the sheep, right? When the Lord is saying to us, rest, sheep don't always know what they need. And remember, if we're trying to get to the surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. The Lord has to be the good shepherd. He knows things about us that we don't. The Lord knows if you're healed or not. The Lord knows if you're healed or not. He's the one that tells you if you're healed. He's the one that tells you when you go back to the doctor, come on, my wound care specialist. When you go back to the doctor, when I had surgery on my feet, I'm going to tell you, I, I brought this up before. When I had surgery on my feet, I had surgery two different times. I did my right foot first. I did my left foot second. My right foot healed is my left. No one. I did my left foot first, my right foot second, whichever one, one of them healed better than the other because, because I was more attentive to the first one than I was the second one. But by the time I had got to the second surgery, I was anxious. I did not want to be immobile. I did not want to be where I couldn't drive. And so I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the doctor's instructions. But when I, when the first one, when I had the first one, I was more tender. I used my crutches. Um, I made sure um, I cared for my wound. I made sure I didn't miss my doctor's appointment. When you are in a situation in a circumstance where you have wound care, where your wound is need, needing care, that the healing is set in stages. I'm a right on this. I'm a right on this. The healing is set in stages. There's the healing is set in stages. So you go into pre-op, you go into pre-op, you're being prepped, you're being prepared for this. Then you go into operation, right? Then they correct whatever the issue, whatever the problem is. And then after they perform surgery on you, right? After Jesus reveals to you, whatever the issue is, after Jesus reveals to you, whatever the problem is, after Jesus revealed to you, there's pride. After the Holy Spirit says to you, whatever this thing is, that's hurting you, whatever this thing that's inside of you, right? That's, that's what happens. So then after surgery, you come out into post op when you come out of post op they give you instructions when they give you instructions they said this is pertinent to your healing they give you stuff for pain um if you need pain medicine they tell you to follow up with the doctor if you got a fever they don't there's nowhere on there that they tell you to self-care there's no there's nowhere on there that tells you to self-care there is nowhere in the word that it tells you to self-care there's no as a matter of fact jesus says cast all your cares on me <laughs> 
There's nowhere in the word that tells you to self-care. There's baby, there's nowhere. There's nowhere in the word that tells you to self-care. That nowhere, no, no, nowhere, nowhere in the word tells me I am responsible for self-care. There's nowhere. Just pop that, put that scripture up there. Cast, as a matter of fact, Jesus says, cast all my care, cast all your cares on me. Put your cares on me. And then I'm going to properly care for you because Jesus knows what type of wound care you need. There's no, there's no, there's nothing in the word that tells you, you are responsible for caring for yourself. And he says, come unto me all who are heavy laden and burdened and take your rest. Come unto me all who are loving behavior and take your rest. So after pre-op, there's giving instructions. And then for my feet, I had to go back and see the doctor every two weeks so that they could rewrap my wound, reposition my feet to make sure my feet, I could not rewrap my wound. I could not, I could not reposition my feet. I didn't have the skill set or the knowledge. You don't have the skill set and the knowledge over your maker. I hear you. You don't. You don't have the skill. You don't have, you don't even know what you need half the time. You don't even know how you need to be restored half the time. You don't even know how you need to be healed half the time. But your mind, the pride in your mind will tell you. That's what the pride in your mind will tell you is, girl, you got this. Get back up. Show them what you made of. Show them that show them you ain't been knocked down. Devil, I'm gonna knock you over. I'm gonna show you what I'm made of. I'm getting back up. I've been knocked back down, but I'm standing up. And the Lord is saying, I need you to rest. <laughs> I need you, I need you to rest. I need you to, I need you to rest. I need you to come unto me. Everybody that's heavy laden and burdened, and I need you to take your rest. I don't care how many sermons you've preached, Lakeisha. You don't care for yourself. I care for you. I need you to come unto me. So when he's saying to you, I need to rest, can I, can I, let me give you these four things real quick where sheep don't, sheep don't rest easy. Sheep don't rest easy. And one of the reasons sheep won't lie down easy, right? As four conditions need to be met because one, sheep are timid <laughs> and they do not lie around unless they are sure that they're being properly cared for. They do not. So, so the only reason when we resist rest is because we're fearful of our surroundings. When we resist rest, we're fearful of what might happen, right? We, we, when we resist rest, when we're like, no, I don't know, Lord, I can't lay down. Lord told you to take off take off. I need you to take off. I need you to be off today. I need you to chill out today. I don't need you to do nothing. I need you to rest, Lakeisha. I need you to restore yourself. I need you to, when my mind is still trying to get into certain places and move and shake and do every, certain things, it's because I don't trust the Lord. It's because I don't trust the Lord. It's because I don't trust that if I shut down to repair and restore myself, if I shut down, if I take a day off, if I go practice self-care, if I go get my nails done, if I go drink a whole lot of water, if I go eat lunch, if I don't answer my phone, then I don't trust the Lord with whatever all the other external situation. So if he's telling me I'm calling you into a season of rest, or if he's telling you I'm calling you in a season of restore, or if he's telling you I'm bringing you out of these situations because these situations have not been conducive to you, right? Then the only reason I don't rest is because I got trust issues. Because when I am in peace, I'm going to lay down because I understand what laying down does. Job eleven nineteen says, you will lie down and no one will disturb you and many will entreat you favor. Are you hearing me this? When we learn how to lay down and rest, my God, Danita, you can't heal yourself. 
My God, Danita, you can't heal yourself. There ain't but one person that can heal you. There ain't but one person that can heal you. He says, so, so when you at, he says, so when I'm fearful, the only reason I don't lay down is because I'm fearful. It's because I don't trust my surroundings. Because I feel like if I'm if I'm not moving and shaking, it's not manifesting. But Job 11:19 tells us if you'll lay down, this is the Lord speaking. No one will disturb you. No one will be disturb you. And I'm not just talking about a physical rest. I'm talking about a spiritual rest. A rest that says, Lord, I trust you. A rest in which I bring all my burdens to you. A rest in which I cast all my cares on you. Psalms 4 and 8 says, in peace, I will. In peace, I will. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you also, Lord, make me to dwell in safety. So when I see myself in a position that I cannot take my rest, that I can't sit down, that I can't honor the Lord, that I can't honor the Sabbath, then there's a problem. Second Timothy 2 and 7 recognizes God did not give us a spirit of fear. So anytime the Lord is telling me or admonishing me to rest or asking me to give him the circumstance or asking me to walk away from the situation, anytime fear comes in, that's not from God. That's not from God. Anytime weary comes in, that's not from God. Anytime worry comes in, that's not from God. God gave you power, love, and a sound mind. You got the power to speak to any situation. You got the power to deal with your mind. You got the power and the authority to speak the name of Jesus in a situation. I don't know why we think we're bigger than Jesus. I don't know why we think we're more than Jesus. I don't, I don't, I don't know where that comes from, that we think our name or our activities are our business, busyness supersedes Jesus when Jesus already told us in Matthew 6, you don't, I take care of you. I take care of you. I take care of you. So we got to interest. He doesn't need you up fighting with him. When God is calling you in a season of rest, he doesn't need you fighting with him because you might get your butt in the way and become a casualty to your own situation. The second problem with sheep is because they are social animals, they will not lay down if there is friction. Come on, Holy Spirit. They will not lay down if there is friction. If there is friction amongst the sheep, they will not lay down. And so can I tell you this? Because we are created to be in communion with each other. We are created to be um, interrelated, interconnected, and interdependent upon each other. When there is friction in the body, when there is friction in your home, it is very difficult to lay down. When there is friction in your home, it is also very difficult for you to heal. When there is friction, but here's the thing that I know you it's very difficult to resolve friction when you are already a hot mess yourself. It is, it is very because your perspective will be skewed. So Ephesians 4 and 26, it says, be ye angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Matthew 18 and 15. If your brother sins against you, go and confront him privately, 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 privately. If he listens, you have you you have won him privately if he listens to you you have won your brother over but if he will not listen then go get someone else go get a mediator go get a counselor go get somebody else involved in this situation so that you can deal with this friction right deal with this friction so we can deal with this friction so that i can get my rest so i can go on and ask for forgiveness right so i can get my rest that's the that that that's another part of this right that's that's another part of this is asking for the forgiveness so that i can heal it's another part of this is also forgiving so i can heal 
that's that's another part of this, right? So sheep won't rest when there's friction. Sheep won't rest when there's friction. So another part of dealing with the friction is I'm going to have to do some forgiveness. I'm going to have to do some forgiveness. I'm going to have to do some releasing. And forgiveness is not something that we just set, we that we're going to feel better about. When there's been animosity, when um, things have been heightened, when character has been uh, assassinated, when people have attacked you, when all these things go, go on, even when you forgive somebody, you may not feel like it. It may not feel good. It may not feel all okay. It doesn't, it doesn't do forgiveness isn't a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision, right? And so if I'm in friction, 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 think about friction. When friction rubs together, it causes heat, right? I want to be like Smokey Bear. You're going you're gonna to start a forest fire, right? You're going to start a forest fire. So when we got friction, when I have friction, when I'm dealing with friction, then I have to deal with the friction. Matthew 6 and 14 says, forgive so you can be forgiven. When the sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, my God, of their sins. Your father will not forgive your sins. So that's another thing that keeps us from laying down is because we have friction. And I don't know about you. If I have friction with anybody in the house, it is hard for me to rest. It is hard for me to detach. It is hard for me just to, to lay down. It is hard for me to whatever. If I'm mad, I can't go to sleep. That ain't how it works for me. And so if I, I got to deal with the friction so I can properly rest, I got to make sure I forgive and I got to make sure I ask for forgiveness. The third reason that sheep will not lay down, I'm wrapping this up, if flies are parasites. <laughs> I got to get off here. I got to get off here. Let me define friction you for you. Friction um, friction is a force that resists, right? When it is friction, the smoothness is out. You don't just slide or rise. That's what happens when you're, it's friction. The other reason sheep won't lay down is when parasites, can we define parasites? And then I'm going to get out of here and you can get whatever revelation. When parasites are on them, sheep will not lay down. When there is something parasitic, when something has attached itself, when something is living, when something is connected to it, that it has no business being connected to it. When there is a parasite, when there is a fly, I don't know about you, but flies are very bothersome. When there is noise, when there is a noisy pestilence, can I just be real with you? Then sheep won't lie down when there are parasites, when there are things that are eating at them, when there are things that are getting at them. And then the last thing of what makes it difficult for sheep to lie down is food and we should never be worried about food we should not not take our rest well, I ain't gonna have no food or I ain't gonna have my bills paid Matthew 6 tells us time and time again and Jesus has come to us multiple times and said why are you worried over what you eat why are you worried over what you wear why no you got to take your rest so that you could heal you got to yeah come on Stephanie pa parasites are distractions yeah parasites are like leeches parasites that um you ever run into a dog, like a dog that's been on the loose and their fur um, just looks ate up? It's because it's parasitic. Um, parasites will get in you and when they get on you or they get in your hair, they cause an infestation. And once you are infested with a parasite, it'll take over. Like it'll, it'll go take care over. Lord, reveal to us the parasites that are connected to us. Reveal to us the parasites that are around us. Reveal to us... Um, to um, a parasite is also a person who habitually 
Can I give you this? And we're going to go. A parasite is also a person who habitually, habitually relies or exploits others and gives nothing in return. You ain't supposed to be the only one in your circle giving. You ain't supposed to be the only person in your... You ain't supposed to be the only person pouring out. You ain't supposed to be the only person. You ain't supposed to be. You can't afford to. When you are healing, you. I hear you, Lord. When you are healing, you cannot afford to be attached to people who are exploiting you. You cannot afford to people to be attached to people who habitually rely on you. You cannot afford to be attached to people who habitually depend on you. You cannot. You cannot. That's what a parasite is. When you cannot afford to be attached to people who give absolutely nothing in return. Yes, habitually taking and not giving. You cannot afford to be attached. You cannot be the person in the relationship. You can't be always the person reaching out. You always can't be the person that's loving. You can't be always the person feeding. You cannot afford to be attached to parasites trying to heal. You, you will not get healed. You will not get healed. They'll suck the life out of you. They will suck. So, so do an evaluation. Lord, show me anybody who's habitual. Who Show me if I'm the habitual person. Show me if I'm the person who's exploiting and giving nothing in return. Show me if I'm the one that's taking in all the rest. You can't always be attached to somebody who's always borrowing money and all that other stuff. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. You can't. They'll deplete you. And when you're healing, can I, can I tell you something if you went in for wound care and they noticed a parasite attached to you i need y'all to verify this i need y'all to help me with this all my nurses if you went into wound care and they noticed parasites parasites that's a whole you probably gonna need to be in isolation if you if you got something parasitic attached to you if they noticed some parasites on you or they noticed a parasite, say something was internally in your um, in your intestines. If you had a parasite, you would probably need to be isolated. You would probably need to be in a position in a place where you were isolated if you had parasites so that they could control the situation so that you could properly be cared for. That's it. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you, Lynette. Thank you for that. If you had a parasite, if there were parasites, they will isolate you, right? When you are in the hospital and you pick up a certain degree of infection, they have to isolate you so that you don't spread to anyone else. But they also know that your immune system is compromised. I don't, I don't know medicine. I ain't never been, I ain't never been no doctor. I ain't never been. This is just the word of the Lord. And I hear him, right? I hear him. Father God, I thank you for rest. I thank you. It made me come and I might need to be cut out. It might need to be cut off. You might need to be in isolation for a season. You might need to be on your own for a season. You might not need no friends or no girlfriends. You might not need no outs right now. You might need to be uh, be in your own position, in your own place, doing your own thing. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for being honest with us. <laughs> I thank you for being honest with us. I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. I thank you for revelation knowledge in your word today. I thank you, Father God, that we are your sheep and you are our good shepherd and that we will take our rest in you, Lord God. So this morning we cast every care, we lay aside every way, every sin that easily besets us, Lord God. And we ask you, Father God, to show us the parasites, show us the relationships, show us the people, show us the organization, Show us the things that are habitually sucking off of us. Show us the places and reveal to us where we have yet to walk in rest. Let your Holy Spirit move through this atmosphere. Let your Holy Spirit move through our home. Let us take our rest in you. Let us take our rest in you. 
And I want to end with this scripture. And then if there's anybody that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to do that today. That's, that's how you get under the covering. That's how you get in the covenant. That's how God can lead you and be the good shepherd. This scripture keeps coming to me. And I'm going to read it over to you, over you every day until the Lord tells me to stop. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 11 and no, Isaiah 1 and 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. That, that scripture keeps coming up. If you are willing and obedient, you're going to eat the best of the land. If, if the word of the Lord is coming forth and you are obeying what God is saying to us daily, you're going to eat the best of the land. Now, Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I ask you to come into my heart. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, just pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. I promise to love you and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some materials. We're going to send you a Bible. We're going to send you some other stuff so that we can properly make sure you have the resources you need, and I would love to continue to disciple you, if and only if. <laughs> if and only if the Lord speaks to your heart and tells you to partner with this ministry, get to the website. I promise you, your seed has a sound. I promise you, your seed will unlock doors. Go over to the website, lakeishamjohnson.com, push the donate button, or send us a cash app, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. My God, may more fruit abound to your account. May God supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. May you get a revelation that you lack absolutely nothing. May the west wind blow in your favor. My God, and the east wind judge any situation for you. I thank you that the glory of the Lord rests on your life today. I thank you that the glory rests on your life today. <laughs> obey him at all costs. I hear him. If you are willing to obey, you're going to eat the best of the land. You're going to eat the best of the land. I love y'all. I'll be back here in the morning. <sighs> Refreshed, restored, renewed, revitalized in the word of the Lord. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.